Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Foray, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. So listen, guys, I think right now, while we're teaching in a pandemic, it's really important that we get our sub plans in order. So today we're going to be sharing 10 tips for writing some plans during a pandemic, whether you are teaching in person or virtual. But first, let's hear from Cassidy. Cassidy's TSH, or time-sucking hurdle, is trying to plan for every possible situation for this school year. We feel you, Cassidy. I'm trying to be patient and wait for my district to decide if we will be all digital or half in person and half digital, but my brain is overloading as I consider every possible course of action. It is hard for me to accept that I am out of control and just need to take a step back and work on what I can control. Cassidy, we feel you. We're all in the same boat. And hopefully today's episode will help with just a little piece of that, you know, sub plans. It's not something major, but hopefully it will help ease some of that anxiety surrounding the unknown. Yeah. And I think this year is going to be so different when it comes to sub plans, because let's be honest, one of us any of us could get sick at any time. And from what I'm hearing, it could almost take you out for an entire month. Am I right, Michelle? Yeah, I feel like I've heard an average of like two weeks, but I've also heard such different things. I've heard where some people get it and it doesn't affect them that bad and it's almost just like a cold and then other right. people, it really, really affects them. So again, so so many unknown I, things. There's so many different unknowns. So we have to be able to adapt. Now, I know Michelle is teaching virtual, but she has a honeymoon that she's going to be coming up to a pretty, pretty soon. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. It's so exciting. I could just see her with cheese and she's excited. <laughs> um, but I also am teaching in person. And, you know, one of the things that we have to establish, and this was brought to us by our principal, were sub plans. And we needed to ensure that we had at least 10 days of lesson plans ready to go in case something was to happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, we don't have to have 10 days, but we do have to pre record three days of emergency sub plans. So if something were to happen, things that we could push out. We are virtual, but we are doing all live teaching. So we have to have pre-recorded content and they'll still have to have a um, like quote unquote teacher or sub in order to be live with the class, but the students would just be completing those pre-recorded lessons. And our county has actually ex-nade subs for the year. Well, at least until we go back. Like they've said, we're not doing any subs. So if we have to be out, then we have to either get someone from our school, like a TA or a TSA who would be able to help cover, or we have to divide up our class. But because in upper elementary, we're departmentalized, that like doesn't really work out very well. So here's the deal. We're going to share tips that are working for us. These are in no particular order. Like they're just tips. Like we just kind of brain dumped. And we're going to warn you, not every tip will work for your situation. In fact, Bridget Bridget is going to share five and I'm going to share five. Bridget's are really focused on that in-person mode and mine are really focused on the virtual mode. So just find the ones that will work for you or adapt the ones that won't. Okay, so really quick before I jump into the first tip, I feel like I just need to say that how perfect is it that you and I both have the opposite ends to be able to share it with everyone? Because like, 
We do. Imagine if we were both virtual, then yeah. we would only get one side. So I kind of like that we we have two different perspectives in this. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and jump into the meat of this episode. So tip number one, the tip that I have for you is to have materials in an easy to find location in your room. You want to make this very, very obvious. So for me, I have a very bright colored binder. It is has like a yellow piece of paper in front of it and it says sub binder, read me first, really, really big. Um, I have it right there on my desk and I also tell a team teacher where it is in case something was to happen. They're able to go and just pull it because I mean, I'm not going to leave it on my desk the entire time. Let's just be real here. Like, but it's in a spot right next to my desk that if somebody was looking, they would come across it. Um, But you can very easily solve that just by showing it to a team teacher um, or passing information on to your principal administration, whoever it is, so that they can identify it and lay it out for a sub. So tip number two is almost like the digital version of that. Tip number two is to put your plans in a Google Drive folder or really any cloud storage folder and share it with your teammates and or administration for easy access. So here's what I personally am doing. Within Google Drive, we have a staff folder. And within that folder is like a million other folders, but each grade level has a folder. So there is a fourth grade folder. Within that fourth grade folder, we created a subplans folder, and that's where we are all dropping the emergency subplans. Our admin actually said it was okay for us as a team to have the same three days of lesson plans. So we kind of divided and conquered in order to create those, but they're all in that folder. And because it's in our staff Google Drive folder, anyone on the staff technically could access it. So if someone gets pulled in order to cover my class, if I have an emergency and they're going to be teaching my class online, they have access to that folder and they can easily get my materials. The great thing about these cloud storage folders is you can put all of your materials in one place. So you could have a Google Doc with your actual plans written out where you go through like your procedures and all that. Then you could have a set of Google Slides that the sub could actually use to teach from. And then you could have like a PDF of any other resources that they might need. Um, And this is something that you can continue to do even after this whole pandemic thing is done. Like I personally, in my own Google Drive, have my own set of subplans where I have all the previous subplans that I've written. And sometimes I can even go in and open up that thing of subplans and I can just like make little tweaks and then I'm good to go for my sub. So that is definitely a game changer if you have not tried it. Tip number three is going to be to have a list of typical routines and procedures that you use when teaching. So this can be anything from having a list of attention getters that works really well for your class. I think that's always a really important one for me. I want to make sure that they're utilizing the attention getters that I, that my kids are used to, um, just to make it very seamless and easy for them. What to do if kids have to go to the bathroom? What are your procedures for that? And then uh, another really important one for me, this year is what to do if kids want to go to the nurse. So what happens if they're not feeling well? There's so many different protocols right now with just how do we go about things? Because we have a a one-sheeter that we basically have to it's like a flow chart. We ask kids questions and then we kind of follow the flow. And if they have to go to the nurse, we have to call the nurse first before sending them down there. Like I think the nurse even has to come and get them to be honest. So I want to make sure that I communicate that and they don't just have kids walking around because everything is so very, very specific right now. 
Love it. So tip number four, this is again focused on that virtual version. It's to have recorded lessons ready to go that can be used at any time. So this is what we're doing with our emergency sub plans. We are creating pre-recorded lessons that can be pushed out to our students. Now, when I say they can be used at any time, you have to keep in mind when you are teaching different skills throughout the year. For example, fractions. We don't get into fractions until later in the year. So it wouldn't make sense for me to have a pre-recorded lesson on fractions because if that was pushed out next week, my students would be like, uh, what? <laughs> so instead, you wanna focus on these pre recorded lessons reviewing topics that you have already taught or those topics that spiral throughout the year. So I'm thinking personally in math because that's the main subject area that I teach. Things like place value, that spirals and comes back in so many different topics throughout the year. I could do a lesson on place value and I know that that's something my students could do. This is made for you to have no stress if you wake up really sick. So if you wake up in the morning, you're throwing up or you're just like dying, you know, you feel like maybe you've got COVID and you feel horrible. You don't want to have to stress and put together lesson plans. So these are made for you to just push out without having to do any work. And once again, these are things that you can store in that Google Drive folder, like I mentioned in tip number two. Tip number five is going to be similar to the last one that I shared. And this one is to develop a flow for each block that you teach. So hear me out on this. So we have our routines and procedures, right? We have a way that we really just kind of flow into each of our lessons. So an example for me would be that when my kids get ready for math, we kind of transition. They do a reflex until they get to green light. Then they work on IXL. And this usually lasts for about 10 to 15 minutes. And then from there, we do a um, target the question. And from target the question, I move on to my lesson and then they have an independent practice after that. So what I do is while I may not be able to have like a specific lesson for them, I'm going to give them the flow. All right. So if I'm not able to write lesson plans, they're still able to kind of keep those routines, keep the flow moving so that it's not so different that the kids don't really know what they're expected to do and they start to act out. Um, this maintains like the order that I typically follow. And it's something that te then your sub can just kind of plug and play with some different lessons that maybe a team teacher can provide for them if need be. So take a little bit and create a flow for each of your blocks and have them written out on different sheets of paper. Um, and you're going to find that then it's going to just be so much easier just to provide them with like a lesson that they can teach and they can still just kind of follow the normal, the normal gist of what the day looks like. I love that because it's going to keep things consistent for your students. And then that means your students are going to have less, you know, behavior slash acting out kind of things that tend to happen when that consistency is not there. Yeah. So tip number six is to schedule assignments ahead of time on your LMS. Now, this is more so something you just have to maintain throughout the year, not necessarily in preparation for a sub. But if you are scheduling your assignments on your LMS, so personally we are using Google Classroom, I try to schedule them out a week ahead of time so that by Sunday night, I had the whole next week's assignments already scheduled on Google Classroom. That way, if something does happen and you are out, your assignments are already ready to go. They're gonna push out to your students without you doing anything. Let's go worst case scenario right here. Let's say I have already used my three days of emergency sub plans. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. But let's say 
that does. And I need to be out again. At this point, I have no pre-recorded lessons. However, if I've already scheduled my assignments, let's say my students get split up and they're divvied up to my different fourth grade teachers, they already have their assignments to work on. So they'll be on the meet with my other teachers, but they'll already have what they need. And that teacher isn't going to be scrambling to try to find a way to share the assignment with that student. So this is one of those things you can just continuously do. And it's preventative. It's made to help you if something does end up happening. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, you're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so tip number seven is to have a list of student information that is readily available in wherever you leave your plans. So um, an example of this are kids who may have medical needs. Um, I know I have a student who has some severe medical needs in my class. And so I need to effectively communicate, you know, here's kind of what it looks like for him. Um, So then that way there's not some sort of disturbance. I'm not getting phone calls from mom saying, the sub did this, this ended up happening. So everything's taken care of. Um, Create a list at the beginning of the year and you can print a copy of all of this information for your sub binder or tub wherever you leave it. Now I'm going to do a little bit of a plug here because our digital planner, the one that Michelle and I have released, has a medical page of 504 IEP information or GIEP if you have that. And these can easily be printed. So you can make one for each of your students. You can easily print them from your iPad um, or Google Slides, whichever planner that you have, and then just go ahead and store them there. Um, It makes it so much easier. You're not having to create a double of something, but you already have that information. You can print it out and have it there. So definitely go and check out our digital planner if you have not already. I really appreciate that plug, Bridget. You're welcome. So tip number eight, is to try, keyword here, try, to find a sub that is familiar with your school or your students. Obviously, this is a lot easier when the situation is different, like when a pandemic isn't going on. I understand right now there is most likely a shortage of subs. I know personally our district is actually not allowing any subs whatsoever for these virtual classes. We're not having subs. However, we had a long-term sub that was in our building for a second grade teacher who had a baby and she's still on maternity leave, which it just so happens to end like the week before my honeymoon. And so when I needed a sub for my honeymoon, I reached out to that long-term sub because they were already familiar with our school and how we were doing things. And they were able to sub for my honeymoon, which is great. And if you happen to have their email, you can actually send your plans directly to them through email. So if for some reason they're not part of your staff, and I mentioned having that staff drive on Google Drive, if they don't have access to that and you have their email, you can actually send your plans directly to them. If you're using a Google Doc or Google Sheets, you can send it to their email and then they will have it. Once again, I know this won't work for everyone. It's just something to consider if you do have subs that are familiar with your school or familiar with your student, try your best to have them for your sub job because it will make your life a lot easier. Tip number nine is going to be one that I feel like came from my kindergarten days. (laughs) So maybe this would work way better for your younger kids. But tip nine is to keep keep easy to use theme extras in your sub area. And so what I mean by that is that I would kind of create like little theme days. So like 
sharks. And so the kids would do a reading about sharks and then they would like practice some like previous skills on sharks. And then they would do like math stuffs with like different shark activities. So I would have like little theme days and it just made it a little bit more exciting. And just, it wasn't such a blah, I'm here with a sub type of day um, because it was more themey. Um, now, if you are not wanting to do theme days, I totally understand you, but I love Scholastic StoryWorks. If you have access to Scholastic, I love StoryWorks for ELA. And then I typically will find some sort of like theme or something that I can just print a bunch for math and just have extra copies of those. So they're easy. If you have your flow, you can follow the flow, then they can pull out some of the activities from there and they can just kind of plug and play. Um, and then you don't really have to worry about writing sub plans. I love that. Not writing sub plans is one of my favorite things. Amen. <laughs> now this last tip, tip number 10, I'm just going to start by saying this may not work for every situation, depending on what your school allows and doesn't allow and yada, yada, yada. Okay, just hear me out. It's something to consider. <laughs> Tip number 10 is to consider sprinkling your students to other classes. What that means is if for some reason you don't have a substitute, and again, it might be hard for a sub to take over our virtual classes because that means if I'm using a Google Meet link, they would have to be added as a teacher on my Google Classroom and like that's a hot mess. So a possibility is having my team teachers take on the extra students. So currently I have about 25 students in my class and we have four other fourth grade teachers. So if I was out, I could split them up. About six students would go to each teacher and obviously it's not ideal, but it might need to be a backup plan if a sub can't be found and it's an emergency and I can't come to school like or I can't teach virtually. That's just the reality. Now, in terms of creating this, you can actually do it right in something like Google Sheets or a Google Doc. I created one for my team in Google Sheets. And so each sheet at the bottom, because you can create multiple sheets, is for a different teacher. So we have like, if Miss Frey is out, then these students are going to each different teacher. And then the next sheet is, okay, if Miss White is out, these different students are going to each teacher. And the great thing is it's there because it's in Google Sheets and it will automatically update for everyone. If I get to know my students a little bit better and I go, ooh, those two students probably shouldn't be sent to the same class, I can just quickly make that change and it will automatically update. And this is something I could easily share out with administration if needed. I will say if this has to happen, I recommend like bringing your team teachers a coffee or like their favorite snack or something when you return to say thank you because obviously that is an extra load on them. But I think we all realize things happen and we have to be there for each other. And so hopefully they don't mind, but it definitely helps to give them something nice as a treat in order to say thank you. I love treats. On Friday, my team teacher came into my room with a Hershey bar and it Ooh. was like, it was like the Holy Grail was being handed to me. It was the best <laughs> feeling in the whole wide world. <laughs> so guys, we hope that these 10 tips were very helpful for you. Now keep in mind, we mentioned it at the very beginning of this episode. You're not going to do all of these tips, right? I would kind of pick and choose the ones that are really going to work for your situation uh, and really kind of just kind of go from there. So pick and choose. Don't do them all. Just pick a few that work. Um, now, I mentioned the digital planner earlier in my tip, and we really do want you to go and check it out. It is probably the best thing to ever come out of Michelle and I. It is literally our little <laughs> baby. That sounded awful. I'm going to totally gonna say. leave that in there, though, guys. You're, you're hearing it. 
um, stick into the total rawness of this episode here. So I want you to go ahead and visit teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store. You can actually look at a free version. We have a Google Slides free version that you can get a taste of what it would be like. It doesn't have all of the templates in there, but it does give you a pretty good idea if this is something that's going to work for you. Now, if you're not a Google Slides version, you can actually download that freebie, download it as a PDF and take it to your tablet. Now, the image quality is not going to be as good as our uh, paid version for the PDF, but you're still going to get a general idea if the tablet version is going to be better or if the Google Slides is good for you. Um, and while you're on the website, go ahead and leave us your TSH. We want to know what your time second hurdle is during the pandemic, during teaching in person, virtual, hybrid, whatever the case may be, we want to hear from you so that you can be featured here on the podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. We need we want to get into the ears of so many other teachers that are out there. So leave us a review. We love hearing from you and hearing what you think about the podcast overall. Um, we really do like to take your uh, thoughts on things and really make changes and implement them here into what we're doing every day. So until next time, guys, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.